ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Word Horde, where we take different words and we diagnose. Uh, what do you, how do you define this, Kyle? <laughs> well, the word word and horde, I guess, obviously the two words, but to combine together <laughs> to mean the, the Dirk or the Drake, uh, which uh, uh, is to be unlocked, if you will, unlocked on someone. Beowulf uh, claimed that once his word horde was unlocked, he could speak with elegance. Um, but I think it uh, this term goes back quite uh, quite a distance into uh, the story of the the account of Eden, uh, as we have the, the tree of knowledge, uh, where uh, uh, the inky, the serpent, the snake, the kasem, the nakash, all the same word, basically all the same meaning, uh, just in different cultures, uh, was the guardian of the of the tree of uh, of the, the of knowledge of good and evil, and if you will. Uh, of judgment, and uh, it is from this tree that it has been unlocked this knowledge, uh, this hoarding uh, that only God should hoard and dispense appropriately. Uh, it was given to ma- mankind by mankind, if you will, or the ultimate supreme nature of mankind, that is Lucifer, uh, to say that you can handle what God. Uh, holds, and we know that that's not true. It becomes judgment itself upon us uh, to hold what God holds. Um, therefore, when one holds the word hoard in total, uh, one is confused. One is dispensed both with the knowledge of good and evil. Therefore, one is laden with judgment uh, to others and for oneself. I see. So we're, we're using the word hoard in a more of a context aside from just like a horde of like I think like a horde of angry Saracens right. coming down yeah. the mm-hmm. down the pike. Well, in in a sense, uh, you could probably tie that in as like say legion. There are uh, the, the the vagaries of thought that the man had uh, at the at Gadara whenever Jesus uh, cast out legion into the swine. Which again, that's an answer for the Persephone myth, which we discussed or I will discuss with you way later. Um, <clears throat> but uh, this this legion or horde. Uh, would would be that it would be the the mass rushing of of uh, of legion or ideas that plague the mind. Um, one could could go that, that route, <laughs> which is kind of perfect for our podcast because mm-hmm. we're going to be delving into all these different words. Oh yeah, and, uh, quite literally a horde of words. Yes, yes. So why are we spelling it with a Y? <laughs> well, that would be the, the Anglo-Saxon version. Uh, obviously, I think it's the more correct version. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's to 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 bring out. Uh, the origin of what whenever we say the word word or spell the word word to to bring it to account is well wait a minute uh, we say or we spell w o r r d you know o r d right why is it spelled this way why are you writing this down this way why are you you speaking weird what does that mean well you spell uh, you pronounce it differently just there mm-hmm, oh. yeah as the Anglo-Saxon weird to just means. Uh, you know that which is wielding that <clears throat> which is the we- of, of the weirding sisters. We have a reference of the weirding sisters or the wielders uh, in the story of Macbeth. Um, Shakespeare knew all too well uh, the the mythology of the the Norns or the Fates mm. or the wielding sisters, uh, the the weirdings the weirding ones. And that's where we get our word weird mm-hmm. in modern English as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but we are so far removed at this point, and whenever we say that, especially in the American culture, we see someone is just simply strange. Hmm. And and um, that itself has its own root. Uh, we get into the concept of 
the strega, the Italian strega, they were considered to be the people who were ostracized from uh, the, uh, the the Vatican. They were the ones in Italy that were pushed out of Rome. They were pushed out of the, uh, the, the that religious sanctum and into the mountains, or the and they became the montagneros of 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 Rome, as we know that. Uh, uh, the Vatican was surrounded by by seven hills. Rome is hmm. surrounded by seven hills. Um, the the people who uh, were believers in God and even still retained their belief in in God, uh, yet they were pushed into the mountains and they became herbalists. And uh, hence wow. we get the uh, uh, the word pharmacopoeia. That were should I say the people who studied uh, the the toxicities? Pharmacists. The, the pharmacists. Yeah. yeah. The pharma. It's so interesting how you're looking at like the words weird. And strange, and in our modern English, they're completely synonymous in a yeah. lot of contexts. Yes. And here you're taking the origins, and that's kind of the purpose of our podcast, right? Is yeah. to, to look at these different words and understand that there's this long history for each one of these words Absolutely. that traces down the origins yeah. of time. Absolutely. You know, and one of the things that I, I'm really careful about, uh, I don't like to, to moralize words and and god bless daniel webster i love the man you know he did a great treatment for the uh, uh the english language uh, the american language but we <clears throat> tend to, to moralize and i don't we'll get into this later but uh I, I love to 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 keep uh the words that we study you know untouched as aristotle said let's watch the thing as it is and let it go as it is do not touch do not interfere with its action so can you expand upon that a bit more yeah just as in in etymologies and philology if we study the you know language the history of languages um we're we're looking at the words as they are and how they came to be the, the morphology the morphing of that word and to to moralize it to make to make anything let's say even judgment the hmm. word judgment uh, a, a moralized sense for us is to, to do that word uh, great injustice hmm. and again for me the word word weird wielding uh, has been a, a segue word to the the study of judgment has <clears throat> been uh, much uh, you know uh, dissension within the churches to the judgment of God uh, what hmm. does it mean I said which one are you referring to you know so uh, I'm not uh, handing to anything in terms of uh, I don't believe in the the judgment of God uh, because I believe there are many types of judgments but let's make sure we categorize correctly so that we can see the, the, the moral outcome of the message of God versus us moralizing a word that doesn't need to be moralized. Moralized in what sense? Okay, like say the word pagan. I mean, look at the word pagan. Okay. That was never a moralized word. Paganus means someone who's on a different page, hence the word page. So you're saying paganus. pagan wasn't initially designed to be a word signifying something bad. Yeah. Wow. Heathen. The one who okay. lives on the heath, the one who lives in the uncultivated uh, plains. Roman Polanski did a wonderful, uh, you know, film on Macbeth. Yeah, I love Polanski. Uh, I hate his, uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, where he went. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, you know, we, we're not referring to him as any of our of our spiritual mentors, but but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you you see the, them on the beach. You see them really the idea of them on the heath, the uncultivated place, the place where uh, there is no. Uh, uh, no cultivation, just uh, mm. just just blank space. Um, when you look at the word villain, the initial word for it, it was a, a villager. I mean, it's uh, had nothing to do with uh, um, the uh, the villain. Now l later on, the connotations came, the connoting, if you will, uh, where somebody lived out of the house of the domicile of the master. Uh, you look at uh, 
Yeah, it's, it just it goes on and on, and uh, but uh, we we have uh, we we moralize these terms, and uh, but uh, the origin uh, comes from some other place. Hmm. You know. And we're gonna we're gonna hone exactly the purpose of the podcast as we go. I'm sure you know this mm-hmm. is our first episode. Um, which is kind of why we're focusing on the word word. Yeah. It's literally in our title, word horde, mm-hmm. and it's kind of the focus of our entire study. Right. But I really love the fact that right off the bat, you know, we're looking at the words in their naked context through the portals of history to the origin of it and without the morality uh, that yeah. we've added to it yeah. over the course of time. Can you give a couple more examples sure. of words that have done that? Like sure. that we've taken morals and suddenly... Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I think I, I I love this this one. Well, I'll, I'll you know the, the word nice. I mean, this is a really nice. good, a good example of one. That's a good word, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've discussed this before. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna yeah. Let, let's be nice about this one. Uh, <laughs> nice. So we if you if I ask you somebody is a, a nice person, what would you say? I mean, just be. You know, I mean, as a, as a, well, if I as so, an American, <laughs> as an American, I'm like okay, well, you know, uh, harmless. Mm-hmm. Friendly, kind, yeah, uh, yeah. Un- unassuming. Boom, Buh. you got it. You yeah, got it. you got it. You got it. So, so, I'm like, so, and I would agree with that. That would be the the modern day, uh, you know, view usage of the word. And and you'd be appropriate to, to say he's a nice person or she's a nice person. That uh, they're pleasant, <clears throat> agreeable. Matter of fact, today's Webster Standard or American Heritage, the first meaning would be nice. Uh, for nice would be the word pleasant or agreeable. Well, going back into its origin, ne skios, ne meaning no in Latin, skios meaning science. Uh, Nescare. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. So it means to have no. It means to have no knowledge. Where we get the word natal, nascent. Right. It means as a baby to not know. So again, it had wasn't moralized. It just simply meant you don't know. You're ignorant. So hmm. at best, you'd be saying in the original bank of meaning. Where the gold really does lie in the bank to right. back up the word, right. the person has no knowledge. They Is that have, why they're nice? Maybe that's why they're nice because <laughs> they can be agreeable agreeable with you all of their life, and you never have an argument with them. In terms of the the, <laughs> the, the mental disposition, they're pleasant and agreeable. If somebody is truly that and holds that as as stative, you know, you you are being pleasant and agreeable for. Uh, for no reason other than you have nothing to argue, um, but Shakespeare brought the word into to meaning a little bit to to say that if somebody's pleasant and agreeable, watch out because they have a knife waiting for you mm. to put in your back. Uh, because uh, pers- there is no persona that holds that status again. Uh, that is not a stat of word. You don't just stay nice. There's a there's a point of growth. As in a baby grows up. Yeah, so does a quote nice person with you. We we meet, right. uh, we we begin to hang out, and then I notice that you know you smell, and you notice that I smell after a few days, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then we go on, and then if we grow on to be friends, and then I say that we need a uh, I need a roommate because I don't I you know whatever, and then all, we're gonna have some disagreements and we're gonna have some arguments. This is to this is a natural. Right. Sense of and that's how you eventually know the person is real, as right. opposed to just being nice. Hence the word no. But right. if I stayed in the stative form, ne scare, that means I would never know. I would always be pleasant and agreeable. So if I'm never arguing with you right. after 20 years, and I've never had an argument, I've ne- we've never had a fight, 
something's wrong. There's no knowledge within like our, our relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, um, I wish more married couples realize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right on. Well, yeah, that's right. And so th- that's, that's a, a word that has become, uh, in my opinion, uh, held in the bank or the cauldron of words, uh, uh, by t- today's standard with, without the gold to back up. Mm. And so whenever we say somebody's nice, it doesn't hold weight. Yeah. Because everybody grows. Sure. Everybody is all there. Everybody is changing. Everybody does acquire knowledge. This is a day and age where we are constantly being inundated by information. You are growing. You are knowing. You are learning uh, no matter who you are. Do you think that's why it's harder to be nice in modern culture? Or what is the what is the reason yeah. behind that? I, maybe that's part of the reason. You know, I mean, it's and yet at the same time, you're you're if you want to keep your job, you've got to be nice. Yeah. So you're you know it, again, so it, it puts on a fraudulent face, and mm. so. Um, I see that down in South too, specifically mm-hmm. oh, coming yeah. down here. Everybody's mm-hmm. so polite. Yeah. Uh, you go up, yeah. up north. There's a there's a. Uh, a joy and a refreshing mm-hmm. uh, quality to the honesty up there when somebody yeah. cuts you off in lane or, yeah. or speaks truth to you very harshly when you're being and then guns kind of flying. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a different type of paganism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the immoral sense, really. In the immoral uh, sense of the word paganism, like mm-hmm. what we talked about yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Versus the amoral paganus or pagan. So we we uh, yes, and that's another uh, thing we'll we'll come to is the amoral. Uh, sense versus the immoral. The other word in, that I wanted to, to get was the word judgment. Um, and you know, I kind of refer to <clears throat> the master reference would be uh, Professor uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien. Tolkien yeah. uh-huh. And um, uh, you know, in his book or his addressment, uh, Monsters and the Critics uh, to, to Oxford, uh, he, he really did his research with uh, two words, lof and dome, in the Anglo-Saxon. Lof meaning that which is leof, that which is lifted up high. Hmm. It's the pagan's hope. It has nothing to do with heaven in the sense of <clears throat> we hope that Jesus will save us <laughs> or that God will save us so that we're going to have you know life everlasting. Uh, everlasting. Uh, it is uh, leof, lof means that which is lofty lifted up in this life so people will look up to you. Um, and when you die, uh, you hope that many people will be at your funeral. That's it. That's the word lofty. Yeah. And huh. so the word dome is what I'm really referring to, uh, what I want to get to, but, but loft and dome, they came hand in hand. They came so hand so hand. A, a man uh, of noble birth or a, a noble king or one who's, uh, in, uh, who's acquired the title of king, uh, looks for those two terms as his register or his herald, if you will, to his name, Loth and Dome. Uh, dome means judgment. Domicile, you wouldn't think it means it the same at, at first, but domicile, dominion, uh, domestication, doom. Mm. All the same word, judgment. As Professor Tolkien said, dome is judgment. Now, this goes back to word. So when one, uh, the master of the house, now check this out. I'm going to recap everything I just got through saying. The master of the house who has the domicile, who domesticates all in the government or the village coming from his home, his domicile, speaks the word and the word goes out. It is law, right? Right. So all that is said by the king is doom. 
It is judgment. Hmm. It is the word. It is the law. Hence, we get the word federal father, pater government. Yeah. Federal government goes to metropolis, mater, mother. Mater, metropolis. Matrix. Mother, yes. matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Which goes to the infants, infantry, un or in without font to speak or to have any words. Infantry the is babies. are the people who don't have the words to speak. They do. They listen. Hence the word infantry. Yeah. They don't have the, uh, the, 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 the title yet to speak for the themselves. The kids just take orders. The kids don't they order. Take orders. Yeah, I got you. Pedestrian, pedos, the little footers, the one who walk um, uh, in the village and in the home. Um, uh, the villains, of course, the ones who live in the village. The paganus, the ones, the people that are like in another country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're on another page. And the heathens, the hythen role, they're the ones that live in the uncultivated plains, not to even be addressed. But coming back to the house, the, the domicile, one <clears throat> is, 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 uh, is under the, the terms of the father's house, the domicile. Mm. So you are free from speaking as a peasant, but you are bound to the will, the wielding, wield, wirt, of the king. Ah. And so you speak his words under his herald, under his emblazon, and you abandon or you are free from speaking, stabbing others behind their back and I hate to say it got the gossip language that maybe the peasant class right uses in the kitchen right or in the pigsty because you're speaking under the, the the weird of the king exactly okay now what's interesting is that the peasant class is still under the dominion of the master there's that word again dome and what does that mean? Just again, clear? Judgment. Judgment is doom. That's mm-hmm. the word doom. Now, why is doom... Well, I wanted to get to something real quick. Go, go so, for it. Go so for it. The, the, the peasant class is still under the protection. They're still receiving of the gifts of the king. They're still protected and loved and still looked over by the king. They haven't been outcasted. They're still loved. You see what I'm saying? Though that they are separate in word, in wielding weird, they are still a part of this function. So they, you might even be a, quote, pagan brought in. You might even be a heathen brought in as a servant, as a doula, under the domicile, under the judgment, but you're not judged damned mm. out. You're brought in under the judgment. So this is just a color of the word judgment that's not moralized as we have moralized so many people and have judged so many people, quote, judged, right, right, right. good or evil, which is itself the curse of the Garden of Eden. Right, right, right. That's how the, they outcast themselves. They judge good and evil, right. not just evil. <laughs> You're saying the, the reason, part of the reason why we're cast out of the garden, part of our sin yes. is that we're assuming, yes. we assume yes. the role of God. And yes. that, that's, that's, that's literally it. what the that's serpent it. said, isn't it? That we yes. shall be as God's knowing yeah. good and evil. That's it. Knowing good and evil. And that's the judgment. Yeah. So that's why words are so important. Because right at the very beginning of time, mm-hmm. we've kind of doomed ourselves because we've spoken incorrectly. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and it's interesting too, and, I, and as we go back to say Shemitic or Sumerian um, or Akkadian 
and and or Akkadian um, uh, terms. Nakash, the Hebrew, uh, Kasam, the first word that I, I believe was used for the word witch in Akkadian and Hebrew, uh, which means that which is a witch, that which persuades, that which uh, causes to be moved one way or the other. And Nakash is the word snake. It, it actually has its root within Kasam. Kasam, uh, depending how you're using the sentence. But uh, 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 it moves left, right, left, right, left, right. Good, bad, good, bad. Right. As a snake moves, Nog, you might have heard of uh, Nog and Nagina and Ricky Tiki Tavi. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Nog and uh, Nagina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, the Sanskrit for snake. Just so you guys know, that's a Rudyard Kipling story yeah. that you should totally read yeah. for homework by next week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a beautiful story. It was one of my favorites when I was a child. But, that's great. Uh, but the, the snake moved left, right, left, right, zigzag, zigzag, hmm. going into the garden where people were relaxed without judgment to anything other than being under the judgment, right. under the word of God. The word, literally the word of God, yeah. And therefore, they were under judgment. Hmm. They were under the domicile, same word, judgment Mm -hmm. and dome. And they lived appropriately, and everything was adequate. And the snake comes in and gives his own word, and he's going left, right, left, right? The snake moves in left, right, left, right, gives his own word, as you said, perfect, well well said. And they buy into that, let's just keep it simple, and they, they move zigzag, zigzag out. Hmm. Motion goes in, motion goes out, and they they move zigzag. They, 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 that motion is another type of judgment. Yeah, and so that is the uh, uh, the the words for which, and we we see that as uh, in the the story of um, of Inanna and Inki. Uh, it was. Um, uh, when uh, Inki being the, the serpent, I believe that Inky, I believe this is a, a, a Sumerian account of Adam of uh, of Eve and and the serpent talking. E, uh, Inky being uh, most highly beloved at one time, I believe, angel of God hmm. uh, who fell. And if you if you read the story of Inanna uh, and Inky, Inanna being the great mother of all, the great the great mother of all living. This is a Sumerian story. It sounds just like our yes. Genesis account, though. She was, yes, exactly right. Uh, uh, Inky gave her the gifts uh, to make her both be honest and to be a liar, uh, to make peace and to make war. And so you have this like this, you know, page after page after page after page of hers, of her acknowledgement Hmm. of his gifts of confusion. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. So she was the queen of confusion. She took on. The mantle she received his gifts. Yeah, Eve. What was her name in Sumerian? Uh, uh, Inanna. 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 Okay. Which means the great, the great mother of all uh, living. And uh, and Kaiva, of course, in the Hebrew, uh, Eve uh, means the, the mother of all life. Yeah, of same, all living. Same deal. Uh, Anki on heaven, ki geology, you know, earth. Uh, the the Lord, master of of heaven and earth. I believe that God bestowed upon Inki <clears throat> this great chair, but one time uh, a high title. Uh, and he of course fell. So this is the, the, the Sumerian account, I uh, believe uh, the, the side profile uh, of this older story, um, which took place. We have, I think we have in a genius form uh, in the biblical account. And we have, we have a, <clears throat> a very prolific account uh uh, in the uh, in the in the story of of Inanna and Inki, hmm. so yeah, and that's really interesting that, that even right there the word 
right? Going back to the origins mm-hmm. and the sin, like that's the very first sin. And then the first thing that in the beginning was the word, but then the word became flesh. Can, yes. you, can you go on? How does that tie in with Christ? Okay, sure. Christ so, so yeah, perfect. Uh, so the word became flesh. Well, <clears throat> the, the word became flesh. That was used by John. Uh, uh, John obviously knew of the formulas that the Greeks were looking for, for this logos. Uh, Plato had used the, the term logos. That if logos, if God exists, logos would be his name. Many Greek mystics were looking for a type of embodied logos. They were looking for something. It was not something so strange uh, to the Greek mind that logos would become flesh. Um, So if anything could categorize all things put into an ology, Mm -hmm. biology, sociology, if everything could be categorized and governed, um, it would have to be Logos. It would have to be such a God with such a mind to be able to put all things in their proper perspective, all things right. That was what Aristotle and Plato were trying to do. They were trying to put all things in the proper category hmm. um, or the proper ology, the, the suffixual ology. Logos meaning study of? Yes. Okay. And, study of the, and, and to, to categorize of. Now, hence the word to categorize, to assess, to place, that's the word for judge again. That's the word for judgment. That's the word for doom. So it literally is just tied throughout from Sumerian to to the modern to yeah, Greek and then the to point. our thought. That's wow. the point. You can't get away from God's his his motion, his verb. His verb is an agreement with himself. He yeah. is a verb. Ehia is the the primitive form for his name to cause to be. I love it. So the, <clears throat> you a verb cannot contradict its own movement. Yeah. And his verb is found throughout all of the languages and of all of morphology that language gives us to present day. That's why you can never get it, you can never escape it. I want to go back to the word "word" again, since we're we're looking at what that means to the Germanic, Icelandic, uh, Scandinavian concept of of, of word. Um, we have the the Nornir or the the Norn sisters, Varandi, uh, Urt. Uh, and uh, schooled. Now, Urt would be the first sister, or the the of the fate. Uh, the, these were the the dispensers of stuff and things. <laughs> now, this is an old concept. The appro- appro- appropriators, um, that which allots people, that which allocks you luck your allotment. Same word. Uh, same word for luck. You're saying yeah. mm-hmm. okay. the, the maranao in the Greek. It means that which is apportioned. Um, the Parque sisters, the ones who apportion you. God said, I am the apportioner because I'm the one who knows how to give you what you need versus you, you know, talking to a genie, rubbing a bottle and saying, I wish for X, Y, and Z. Mm. And that's why you get the three gray sisters always. It always comes in triads. I believe that this is a, a whole, uh, an unholy context for the triad of God, but which is another story we'll discuss later. But the the in the case for the word word let's go back for a second to the germanic or icelandic idea scandinavian idea for word the first of the three apportioners um was the word urt urt you are let's just say th with the compression urt which means um that which speaks out causes to be but it means to cast a spell um, or a spiel, hence the word we uh, gospel, yeah. God's spiel, uh, that which casts out and, and fates, 
Yeah. And keep in mind the idea of fatality or fate is something very interesting. It's kind of alien to the to, to the mind of I think a lot of Westerners. Uh, fate uh, to a Germanic mind, an old Germanic mind, Icelandic mind, and also a Greek mind would mean that um, there is chaos, and then if the, some some person or group of people collective is fated, they are fated, right. where all else is in chaos. And so yeah. there are many paths to go on in the the land of chaos, and one can have luck in the land of chaos. But if you are fated, fated means fatality. You have your termination, mm. your your terminal point, and that was the word scold in the Norn sisters, the judgment, the one that shall be. Hence our word should. Whenever we say should, well, it should take place. We're speaking in terms of chance. Cadere in the Latin means that which might, you know, this fated. Of course, you know, as the fates should allow, have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah. If the fates allow. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm getting at is a system that exists that is uh, uh, either of the apportionate, you know, of the apportioner or the fates. Right. Going back to the, the Germanic fates, um, Urt was the one who, who was in the past, the one who spoke it. It, it. it is, it catches all, it fates all. It, it fates you to your fatality. Same word. Again, uh, Verandir, Varandi, the one who is coming to be. Probably the, the idea is the, is the verb, the one that, that be. <clears throat> uh, the fate that uh, controls the present day. Uh, the expression of, of present day fatalism. Well, if, if you drop a pen or you get in a wreck, well, I guess the fate, you know, that was the fate yeah. that that would happen. Or that was my bad luck. That would be the verandee of your, of your day. Uh, then Skuld, like I said before, is the goddess of the future. Uh, that which should be, and that is your final judgment. And yeah. to the Germanic mind, uh, that which should be. So we have adopted the word should uh, into our vocabulary, which is a Germanic pagan fate. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we need to really pay attention to that whenever we're speaking in terms of, well, anything with sense sure. as a Christian. So uh, <clears throat> all of these three together were called the weirding or the wielding sisters, mm. hence the word which, that which wields. Yeah. Uh, that which persuades, that which go, uh, governs, guides, um, goes outside the realm of the mm-hmm. the, do- the king's dominion and enters its own mm-hmm. word area. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's so interesting because I see a thousand different strands yeah. that that you could pull on this. Oh yeah, I, I look at predestination. I look at the Odyssey. That that just makes sense in that context of God's dominion over there. I was talking to my friend. He's a video game designer, and he's talking about how. There's linear paths in video games, right? Yeah. And we don't want to see the linear path. Right. Because in order to give that illusion of chance, an illusion of choice, you have to say, okay, you can go this way, you can go this way. But right. at the end of the day, if you want structure, right if you want it to be able to be designed properly, right there is a path. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know? It's so crazy mm-hmm. how that, that works. And, and and we see that even in the word word. Yeah. We're going from the origins where the devil, I guess not screws things up. I guess the devil, yeah, he's literally, ordained. he's ordained. I got to do this, but we could get into the weeds on that. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot more to say. Man. <laughs> context it's going to be a lot of fun you guys we're going to be going for quite a while here and what uh, the next word we're probably going to look at um i forget what we had lined up last time i'm not quite sure that's as your, kyle, your stirs, job, as kyle stirs his coffee <laughs> um but there's so many ways we can go and uh we're going to be posting this uh, on uh 
all your podcasting sites, hither and thither and yon. Mm-hmm. I don't know what any of those words mean, but we could go into each one of those for oh, 40 minutes. So. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed and uh, have a blessed day. And yeah, subscribe, have a lot of fun, share all the good stuff. you have anything to say? No, that would be it. Thank you. God bless. God bless you.